morning. Um, this is Julie Negron. I'm a registered dietitian. And in case you're new to our Facebook page and Casa de Sante, um, I'm, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm a registered dietitian and I've been uh, working as a registered dietitian in the field for 33 years now, uh, actually 32, sorry. 32 years I've worked in clinical nutrition and hospitals and clinics, kidney dialysis units. Um, um, so in the medical arena, I've worked in public health for um, a long while, um, in medical sales for a while, medical nutrition sales uh, for some food products. Um, and then um, in university food service um, for students who have special <clears throat> dietary needs. Um, so those are just those are some of the things that I've I've done as far as my jobs. And then always uh, from the beginning, I've done private practice um, as well. In addition to that, um, working with um, working with people who have um, a variety of, of healthcare and nutritional needs, uh, but definitely um, through my own experience, uh, personally and professionally, I've really landed on um, gut health and gastrointestinal nutrition as, as my expertise and my focus and food allergies and intolerances as well. It kind of ties together a lot. Um, I Personally, I have celiac disease. I was diagnosed um, back in 2009. So, and I, I have mild SIBO. I don't have um, serious problems with that, but um, I can relate to having gut health issues and uh, dealing with the everyday um, grocery shopping and um, rest, eating at restaurants and, and, <clears throat> and going to the medical appointments and um, getting the help I need, um, being my own advocate, uh, which is easier in a lot of ways because I am a dietitian and I, I know about the the, the food part and the anatomy and physiology part and how it all goes together, but it still uh, has been a, a big challenge in a lot of different ways. So the intricacies of which I, so I understand and I can relate to what you're going through on a daily basis um, because I have to face it as well. So if you have any questions, uh, we're live now. You can drop your questions here and we'll answer them. And um, today's topic is about grocery shopping strategies. And I'd like to explain to you how um, various strategies that I've learned along the way <clears throat> that makes healthier options more affordable. Uh, but first, I, I have a couple of questions kind of unrelated to that that I received um, on, on Facebook. So I'd like to address those couple questions and then we'll get into uh, the topic that, that we're, we're going to cover today of grocery, navigating the grocery store. So the first question that I received um, is from Maureen and her question is, <clears throat> how do I avoid fatty foods that irritate my stomach? without always having to have a salad. So it sounds like Maureen, you're, you're getting tired of eating salads all the time to keep your fat content um, in your diet down because fatty foods um, are, um, are a, you know, really um, um, bothering you. So the good news is you don't always have to have a salad. Um, to avoid fatty foods. If, if you're not vegan or vegetarian, 
there, there are various sources of protein in lean meats. Um, and in, in lean meats, if you have SIBO or IBS, um, it, naturally there's, there are no uh, FODMAPs in, in meats because FODMAPs are car carbohydrate, types of carbohydrates. So the protein in white-fleshed uh, fish like cod and halibut, white meat, poultry, skinless uh, chicken and turkey. Uh, for example, lean beef, very lean beef, like the loin or round cuts, ground beef that's at least 90% lean, if not more. Um, unbreaded shrimp, not fried. Um, eggs, especially if you add egg white in um, and kind of mix it together, that'll reduce the fat. Plain non-fat or low-fat Greek yogurt is a really good source of protein that can be uh, low fat if you um, can tolerate some lactose. Um, hard cheeses that are low lactose. Um, and then of course, all the low FODMAP fruits and vegetables and grains that are gluten-free, whole grain, um, without being fried, and adding excess fat. So there's there's a whole variety of foods and meals that you can make um, and not have to depend on always having a salad to cut down on your fat. You have all the various food groups. Uh, you can visit uh, casadesante.com for recipes of how to um, use the low FODMAP uh, uh, foods in each food group to um, make meals. Um, we also have meal planning, uh, um, meal planning, meal plans, I should say, um, on the website that you can access. Um, and some of them are at no cost, and then some of them are at, at a cost because um, they may be uh, made for you uh, personally. So, so just custom, custom made. So I hope that answers your question. Um, and you can always uh, make an appointment with us or um, get a free gut health assessment on our website. So please, please visit that. Um, thank you, Maureen. I, Maureen, I appreciate your question. Um, the second question is from Donna. Um, and she says uh, she was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome C, uh, constipate, uh, with mainly constipation about five years ago. After trying several medications that didn't help, the doctor suggested the low FODMAP diet. And she's been doing well with that. Trying to reintroduce foods from different categories and it's not really working out well. But then, uh, she was diagnosed with uterine cancer stage three and had a hysterectomy and then chemotherapy and radiation therapy. Um, since then, my food options have been just low FODMAP. Any suggestions? Well, I'm very sorry to, to hear about your cancer journey. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's been quite a journey um, that's... Um, been difficult. And um, now I take it that you're done with your cancer treatment. I'm not sure. Um, and having radiation and chemotherapy, <clears throat> especially in, in the uterus area, that may affect your gut as well <clears throat> and, and really complicate things um, as far as your IBS and um, your gut health. Um, because of the radiation in that area. But the, without talking to you one-on-one, -on -one, um, the best that I can answer this question is to um, definitely continue following the low FODMAP diet. It sounds like you are doing well with the low FODMAP diet, well-versed with it, and uh, in reintroducing foods being the exception. Um, but you can still maintain a nutrient-dense eating routine with low FODMAP foods, it's just, um, especially um, when 
cancer is in the picture, um, has been in the picture, if you're done with your therapy uh, for cancer, maintaining nutrient-dense foods because you do need the energy and the nutrients uh, from your food for protection. Uh, the antioxidants are, are going to be important. So my tips for that is, is definitely um, eat plenty of low FODMAP whole grains, fruits, and vegetables. Make sure that your fruits and vegetables are very colorful, uh, low FODMAP, but colorful fruits and vegetables. The more color, the more antioxidants. Limit your, your intake of red meats like beef, pork, and lamb um, and, and processed meats. I would avoid those. Uh, but poultry and fish, um, bone, uh, skinless breast of poultry and then um, seafood as well should be, should be um, beneficial. Limit sugar-sweetened be uh, beverages, which you probably already are doing, um, and refined grain products. Um, sugar and saturated fat are very inflammatory. So with inflammatory conditions like gastrointestinal conditions, uh, cancer is inflammatory as well. Um, that's, that's really important. Choose low FODMAP um, dairy or plant-based dairy products um, if, if you're not lactose intolerant. Uh, avoid alcohol. Um, alcohol is known for, is, as a cancer-causing agent. Um, so reducing any alcohol. Um, do you have unwanted weight loss? Um, and are you, are you still undergoing some therapy for cancer and making it difficult to eat? Um, that definitely I would recommend to have one-on-one -on -one with the dietitian, either through your doctor's office um, that they can refer you to or through your insurance uh, or through us. You can contact us and have uh, scheduled one-on-one -on -one appointment with um, one of our RDs, registered dietitians or GI clinicians. So I hope that answers your question, um, Donna. And I hope, I, I really hope this helps. Um, so now we're going to go into our questions um, about navigating the grocery store and tips for, for making healthier choices on a budget. And I picked this topic right now because of the economy and because grocery uh, food prices are just going up and up. And we all, it, it would be beneficial for all of us to know more about how to, uh, what strategies to use uh, when we do uh, plan our meals and grocery shop and, um, and the whole process of, of just eating. Um, I'd like to, I like, I always like to focus on empowering you to feel like um, it's not so overwhelming. So this is part of that. Um, knowing how to budget your uh, grocery, grocery store uh, visits um, while making them healthy as possible uh, can be uh, very empowering because that that's the way you obtain your food. Um, and so we'll focus on that as well as um, always trying to get the best quality of, of food for um, gut health conditions. So the first question is, what are some strategies for creating a budget-friendly and healthy grocery list before before going to the store. And that's, that's a key word, before going to the store. Um, I'll start with a part of the question that focuses on budget-friendly, and then we'll get to the healthy part of grocery shopping, um, because you, you will be able to afford it. Um, you, you'll be able to afford the healthier foods. 
and I, I, I believe me, I, um, having to be gluten-free with celiac disease, gluten-free products are so much more expensive on the average, the healthier gluten-free products, at least. Um, there are some unhealthy, low fiber, all kinds of them out there, but it just seems like um, the gluten-free products are very expensive for the most part. So um, being budget friendly with that, and I know a lot of you are um, look, following the low FODMAP and possibly are gluten-free <clears throat> to some degree. So first of all, um, and this is kind of, you know, some of these things are really, really basic. So some of you know, and you know, you've, you're well-versed at grocery shopping on a budget and some of you may not. So we'll start with the basics of budget friendly. First of all, don't shop on an empty stomach. Um, you want to shopping on an empty stomach and being hungry. Um, we naturally will impulse buy foods that we crave. And, um, and this is what I talked to people about um, who are trying to lose weight as well. Really, really important to not shop on an empty stomach, prevent impulse buying. Um, another thing, don't buy highly perishable items that you can use um, that you can't use. So don't overbuy perishable fruits and vegetables, for example, um, more than you can eat because it will go, sometimes it will go bad fast and um, we'll talk about frozen in a minute. So fresh seasonal groceries are often less expensive than the prepackaged foods. So um, avoiding prepackaged for a lot of different reasons, but uh, fresh uh, seasonal groceries like the uh, fruits and vegetables um, that are in season and, um, and local going to farmer's markets, um, maybe a, a better deal than the produce section at your grocery store. Um, they may have better quality, uh, fruits and vegetables there. Um, but that, that just depends on where you live and, and what, um, what your food options are. Stock up on staples that you use regularly. Okay, here's my cat, Lucy. She likes to join us. If you if you see my, my Facebook Live events, you'll notice that Lucy comes in the picture quite often and likes to visit. So um, she likes to help, help out. So back to what we're talking about. Um, stock up on staples that you use regularly, such as, do you have a Costco or a Sam's Club? If you don't wanna be a member of a club, you can um, go to Smart and Final. They, they have, um, and, and any other um, grocery stores in, in your area where you can stock up on staples and uh, bulk, you know, um, buy those in bulk. Shop the sales. Okay, Lucy, you're gonna have to leave. Shop the sales. So in other words, um, I have a Ralph's ad here. It's Kroger in a lot of different areas. Um, but if you look at the, sit down and look at the ads or look at them online and look for the weekly specials, the seasonal specials, and you can, um, you can stock up on, on foods that are in season and are on sale, um, depending on how much room you have in your freezer and refrigerator. But for sure, the staples um, I would stock up on. Uh, personally, for that, I, I, go to, I go to Costco and look through this before I go shopping. Um, and they have pretty good... Prices on gluten-free as well. So, um, so shopping the sales is in the produce that's on. So any deals like buy two, get one free, 
um, stack your savings by say um, uh, an item is on sale that you can use a coupon for too, uh, that you can find a coupon for, then you can stack uh, the deals. So in other words, you're getting the sale price plus if you have a coupon, you're stacking your savings. So that's what I like to do. It, take, it takes a little bit of planning, but you can save a lot of money by doing that. So it does pay off to sit down and um, think through uh, your grocery shopping trip and, and ahead of time um, have a strategy. Because remember, this is um, it's a strategy that you want to use to empower yourself to buy the healthiest um, budget-friendly food. Um, buy store or generic brands versus the popular brands. Um, many times the store brand um, is just as high quality as the popular uh, name brands, but you can get really good deals on, on those. Uh, frozen produce is just as good as fresh produce. And we'll get to that um, even more, but um, but that's a, a way of saving money. Um, make a list based on what's on sale for the week. If you look through the ads and kind of collect your thoughts about what's on sale, what you can use, what you will use, you can also um, decide on what recipes to prepare for the week based on the sale price of, of items. For example, um, for St. Patrick's Day, corned beef and cabbage will go on, on really good sales. So you could, um, that's one thing that I, I used to uh, always stock up on when my daughters were at home. Um, and I would make, um, you know, full on dinners all the time. I stocked up on corned beef and cabbage around St. Patrick's Day. Um, you can stock up on, um, oh gosh, um, you know, other, let's see, what else? During Easter, eggs used to be on sale. Not anymore though. But you you get my, my point is uh, different times of the, different seasons and holidays and things like that. They have different um, items that are on sale on a regular basis. Um, meal planning, we'll get into that as a whole topic in itself is really important. Um, consider having incorporating some meatless meals into your, into your week, weekly uh, meals, some meatless meals. Um, that helps because, you know, uh, meats tend to be expensive. Um, and uh, so that, that can really help with the cost. In my area, I have, um, I have, and I know this is backwards, but um, I have Aldi, um, which has some, some gluten-free, they do have some organic, um, and so there are a few items that I like to go there for. Uh, I get my coffee there. It's organic and it's just, if, if I compare the price, it's, it's worth um, just going down the street for. We have a grocery outlet too, that's same thing. They, they have some organic foods. So they have a lot of, um, a lot of foods that aren't healthy as well, just like any other store. But then again, um, if you're, focusing on those organic or um, gluten-free and specific foods, those, those places can be ideal for that. Trader Joe's, I really like for, they're, they're limited to their brands for the most part, but I, what I found is that um, I, I like to stock up on frozen um, organic uh, fruits and vegetables and they, they, their organic prices are not, um, are not too much more than uh, the conventional. So, um, so I like to go to Trader Joe's because I think their organic produce, the frozen produce is pre pretty reasonable in comparison 
and some of their fresh produce as well. Now, how about creating a healthy grocery store list? We talked about budget friendly, um, but also healthy because, because Casa de Sante is, we're here to, to help those with gut health issues. Um, that's what I'm going to, um, what, what is healthy in, in this context would be um, low FODMAP, um, nutrient dense foods. Sorry about that. Lucy? Okay. Um, so low FODMAP and, um, and, you know, whole foods, not processed, but whole foods. Um, and what are the resources? Casa de Sante's um, being a gut health brand with products and resources to help you get relief from um, digestive stress. Um, there is a grocery list on Casa de Sante website. It's casadesante.com. Um, and a, a, if you look under low FODMAP grocery list, oh, here's, here's the link right here to our low FODMAP grocery shopping list. And this list, I really, I, I really do highly recommend it because it breaks it up and it's, it's been done by a registered dietitian who took the time to break up um, the grocery list into the food groups. So you have vegetables and all the low FODMAP vegetables. You have, um, let's see, fruits, all the low FODMAP fruits, the breads and grains, all the low FODMAP there. Snacks are in a different category. Um, cereal um, is in a category, protein, um, plant protein, dairy and plant-based dairy, condiments and seasonings in which Casa de Sante has really um, high quality seasonings um, that, that are, that are um, designated low FODMAP with this, this symbol may look, um, may look um, familiar to you because it's certified low FODMAP. So the seasonings um, that you can find on Casa de Sante, and you can bulk buy in an eight pack of seasonings. Um, there's, there's Thai curry, there's lemon pepper, there's Tuscan herb, um, all kinds of different, there's like an eight pack that you can buy. Um, at a really good price there. And you know that it's low FODMAP certified and, um, and organic. It has the USDA organic symbol on it as well. That's really an important thing to, to look at when you're buying foods. <clears throat> There's a category for beverages. Uh, also in uh, Casa de Sante, we have uh, protein, protein, powdered protein drinks that are vegan. Um, there's a, a whey protein drink that's uh, available in vanilla and chocolate. Um, and they can, you can use these in recipes uh, to make high protein uh, food products. Um, we have a really good recipe, by the way, for a high protein um, low FODMAP French toast using the, the protein powder. So these really awesome, um, products, um, there's, there's, so the beverages, there's a low FODMAP area for, for beverages on the grocery list and then sweeteners, um, as well. So the grocery list just has all the, the different products. It doesn't have the measurements that make them low FODMAP. Of course, I mean, it's just a grocery list. So that that can be found in a different place. So the healthier options um, are available. Um, if, if you just take some time to 
set aside some time for meal planning? And that's the next question. Question number two, how can meal planning help us eat, make healthier choices while sticking to our budget? Well, meal planning can help make healthier choices because the more money you save, um, the higher on the high quality, low FODMAP, nutrient dense foods, um, the better off you'll be. Uh, it, it, you will make healthier choices while sticking to your budget. You'll be empowered to do so. The first step though, and it is a step-by-step -step intentional process of sitting down and going, okay, I'm meal planning right now. I'm going to look at the sales. I'm going to look at um, basically, um, I'm going to look at my weekly schedule. What, <clears throat> what is my weekly schedule? Am I going to be home, um, or traveling? Am I, you know, is this weekly schedule, you know, particularly busy or not, or what have you? So look at your weekly schedule. If you go shopping every two weeks, look at your, look at the two week schedule that you're shopping for specifically. Then um, based on that, you can make decisions of how many meals, uh, dinner meals and et cetera, that you need. Um, how many foods that you need to pack for on the go if you have a busy week out and about. <clears throat> so first of all, look at your schedule for a week or two or however long you grocery shop for. Take note, number two, take note of what you already have in your pantry, in your refrigerator, your freezer. So you're not, uh, use what you have first and maybe incorporate those. Um, and always rotate your foods that are in, especially your perishable items. Uh, you wanna rotate those so that the, uh, the newer uh, purchases are in the back and the older purchases are in the front. Um, a lot of times, um, if you look at expiration dates, those are best buy dates. They're not necessarily that you have to throw them all away by that date. So depending on, um, on the product, um, a lot of products are just fine past their expiration date, but that just, that kind of really depends on the product. Um, but you can taste it, smell it, sample it, um, whatever the case may be. Um, pick your meals that are simple and popular in your family that you know everyone likes. Pick your meals for the week or two weeks. Um, and you, you can pick your meals based on the sales. You could pick your meals based on recipes that you'd like to, to try or recipes that you, um, you already are just well-versed at. Some people like routine and have similar meals all the time. Some people like to mix it up and have a variety of meals. <clears throat> so everyone's different as far as that goes. Um, so pick your meals for the week. Um, you can check um, Casa de Sante for uh, really good recipes that are low FODMAP as well. They have a grocery list, they have recipes, and they have meal plans. Uh, meal plans that are that are meant for, um, oh, I'm going ahead of myself, I'm sorry. So pick your meals for the week. Uh, you can look at recipes and sales. Write down your meals on a meal uh, planning template. If you if you um, if you'd like to plan your own meals, um, you can have a meal planning template. Um, low FODMAP uh, recipes that you can base some of your meal planning um, are are on the Casa de Sante website, and. Uh, we can um, show that too, or uh, send that out to you. Okay, write down, uh, write down. So write down your meals for the week on a meal planning template. Write your grocery list, or you. Oh, here's our our low low FODMAP recipe. That's our link to the low FODMAP recipes. 
they're awesome recipes. We, there are recipes and meal plans for breakfast items, lunch, dinner, snacks, appetizers, every category of, of food, vegan, uh, vegan low FODMAP, which can be very tricky, as you know, if you're vegan and vegetarian, really. Um, so um, the, the great thing, if you look on that website under the recipes, um, one of the things that I, I really uh, like about this, the website is, is that we have meal plans already. Um, there are meal planning, um, meal plans for different types of eating, um, different types of food preferences and lifestyle and, and food foods that you like to eat, um, health conditions. Um, so we can create meal plans and grocery lists and recipes for you that are custom made, or we can make meal plans for you. Um, there are meal plans on the site already that are um, pescatarian, uh, vegetarian, vegan, uh, low histamine, um, AIP, which is um, which is um, autoimmune and paleo, autoimmune paleo. Um, so all kinds of eating styles. There are meal plans on the site that can really really help with grocery shopping on a budget planning ahead, using meal plans, um, and, and incorporating the sales. Um, there's even, uh, in our meal plans, uh, they're categorized for you and recipes are categorized too into, like I said, the breakfast, lunch, dinner, even soups, uh, soups are a big, big item there, especially for, for winter. Um, but appetizers, salads, uh, baked items. Uh, there's a lot of recipes for baked items as well. And then, like I said earlier, vegan is a whole category for recipes too, because that, that can be, <clears throat> that can be intimidating and daunting. Uh, so you can meal plan on your own, but if you feel intimidated by that whole process, you're just starting out with, um, starting to meal plan and really focus on your budget and feel like you're gaining control of that whole process, um, then, you know, go to our website. We can help you with custom or you can look at some of our meal plans that we have. Um, all right, so that's, uh, that's meal planning and recipes. The next item, the next question is, what are some tips for choosing fresh produce on a budget? Well, if you want fresh produce, buy local, in-season <clears throat> produce. You can go to the farmer's market. You can go to your grocery store's produce section. Don't buy more than what you'll eat. Um, sometimes we get all excited and we want to... Um, prepare this and that and the other thing. And then um, days go by and, and our lettuce is wilted and, and our berries are uh, dehydrated. But um, there are things that you can do uh, to, to really um, keep this process, you know, um, more budget friendly and try not to waste as much as possible. Uh, if you, if you, um, if you can meal plan, another thing to add to that would be plan for a day after you gro grocery shop. Ideally, it's in the same day as you grocery shop. You come home and you put your food away, but then you, um, for the fresh produce, you can pre-cut um, as soon as you put everything away, get out your produce and pre-cut, pre-wash, and bag those items into, into Ziploc bags. Uh, there's freezer 
type Ziploc bags as well. But pre-cut and pre-wash your uh, fruits and vegetables. Um, and pick a time when you're least busy to do that and um, portion size it. Uh, so you um, have, have it in portions that you and your family members would eat without, um, without um, having waste. So, so planning, planning is important as you, as you could tell from all of my, um, all of my answers. Um, okay, here's another question. Which sections of the grocery store should we focus on for the best budget-friendly and healthy options? Well, this, this is um, interesting because <clears throat> if you think about your grocery store, the um, middle of the store is the, the place that is going to have all the most of the processed, packaged, frozen, whether it's frozen, packaged, or just packaged items. But um, the processed and packaged food is in the middle of the store. And those foods, because of their convenience, um, are more expensive. Uh, on the outer parts, outer perimeter of the store are the whole foods. You have your dairy, your deli, your um, fresh um, beef and fish and um, all of the, the really good proteins there. Um, you have your fresh fruits and vegetables on the outer part of the store. So really shopping, sticking to the perimeter as much as possible is the healthiest. It, as long as you, um, when you're home and if you buy more fresh, as long as you take the time, like I just said, to um, uh, pre-cut, pre-wash um, fruits and vegetables and bag those in, you know. Uh, so, so that's how the, the grocery store is really um, distributed so that you can uh, shop the perimeter, try to focus on that as much as you can. Um, and then you'll, you'll um, be buying less um, processed and prepared foods. The next question is, how can we effectively compare prices and nutritional content of different food items while shopping? So while you're in the store, you want to compare prices. You, you also want to compare nutritional content of different foods that you're buying. So let's start with um, comparing prices. Um, now, you want to you want to compare apples to apples. So um, you want to compare prices um, by using the food unit that it's in. So, um, so my example is, so say you have um, Cheerios and you have a 14 ounce box of Cheerios and the unit price per ounce is 18 cents. But say you have a 20 ounce box and the unit price per ounce, you figure, is 15 cents. So the buying the, the bigger container is a better deal. Um, so for, for food items, that's just really the basic way. You've got to see how many ounces there are. And be careful because shrinkflation is something that's been happening, and I've noticed as well. What that means is that um, the food food companies are starting to um, make the packages smaller, but at the same price. Instead of just um, raising the price in an obvious way, they put less um, less ounces. So um, be aware and and just. Um, Based on the quantity, you can you can see which which one is a better deal um, per ounce or is per pound, 
whatever the food unit uh, measurement is, you can um, just use your, use your calculator on your phone uh, to quickly see which is the better deal. For nutritional content, read labels. <laughs> I mean, if it's a fresh item, you don't have to worry about reading any labels. Um, but if, if, it, if it's a boxed item or frozen item, um, um, the USDA requires a nutrition label. It's a nutrition facts label. And um, so you can find the serving size. Okay, I'm gonna show you a picture of the label right here. And you, could, you can find this information on USDA. Um, and I know it is backwards, but I'm gonna go over it. So at the top of the label here, it has the serving size. Say the serving size is a half a cup. And um, then it has servings per container. So in this, in this example, serving size is a half a cup. There are four, four servings per, um, per container in the container. And then it has um, the calories, the calories for that serving size, that half a cup, and it has the calories. <clears throat> then you have um, the items here in, in pink. These are the items that you wanna aim to be as low of a percentile as possible. So these items are um, saturated fat, well, total fat, saturated fat, trans fat, cholesterol, and sodium. So these, these items, the saturated and trans fat, the cholesterol, and the sodium, you want to aim for low percentages. And then underneath, uh, it has total carbohydrate, dietary fiber, the ones in green, you want to aim high. Um, dietary fiber we need uh, for gut health. Um, per serving, like say you're getting a cereal, um, you want to try to aim for three grams of dietary fiber per serving. That's a, a, a good amount. Then it has sugars and added sugars, um, those you want to keep low. Uh, and then the protein, protein is, is good. You want to have um, protein as well, um, be as high as possible. And then the vitamins, uh, vitamin A and minerals um, are in the green. So these you want to aim high. Um, say that um, you want to, the normal portion size that you have uh, to, to keep you full and uh, satiated or, you know, for a good period of time, the normal serving size that you have is one cup. So all of the nutrition facts here, you would just double the calories, the macronutrients, which is the fat, carbohydrate and protein. And then the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals, you could just double that. So that's one way to, you can read labels to compare. Um, one, say, say one type of, of cereal versus another. Um, for example, for me, I buy, I like to buy Cheerios because they're gluten-free because they're high, really high in iron and they're fortified with lots of vitamins and minerals. Uh, they're non-GMO <laughs> and we'll get to organic can, in, um, convenience. I mean, uh, conventional, um, they're high fiber um, and it has oat brand fiber, which is really good. Low, no sugar, virtually no sugar, um, no, no fat um, either, but just high quality um, 
um, grain. And um, I figure, you know, I don't exact, I don't measure out exactly how much I eat, but I eat it for a snack. Um, I add it to my yogurt. I eat it just, you know, as, as a cereal in the morning. But I'll, I compare Cheerios with a lot of others and uh, in the nutrition facts. And if you take it, take at your next grocery shopping, take Cheerios and compare it to something like Fruit Loops, you'll see a drastic difference in the amount of sugar, calories, and uh, fiber is a lot lower in the Fruit Loops. Uh, basically, it's what nutritionists would call uh, empty calories. So that's about reading the label and um, the kind of comparing nutrition content of a couple of different items. Oh, one that I did recently, um, I compared, I was um, shopping at Trader Joe's for a yogurt. I wanted a Greek yogurt, uh, but I wanted the least amount of sugar in the Greek yogurt as possible. And so uh, what I did was I, I compared this one. It's an Icelandic uh, Greek yogurt that I get at Trader Joe's. Um, it's Icelandic, but it's, you know, same as Greek. Um, and it's got the active cultures, but ba basically I focused on the nutrition facts and side by side did a comparison of the Trader Joe's brand um, Greek yogurt. Um, because of the fruit, it has a lot of sugar that's added as well. This one only has five grams of added sugar. The Trader Joe's brand had um, something like, like 14 grams of added sugar. Um, and, and it's, it's, you know, so there's no nutritional value to just the sugar that's added. It's um, not just from the, the fruit. So, um, so I decided to buy this type of, of yogurt and I just had it for my breakfast. <laughs> so that's another uh, example of how I did side-by-side -side comparison when I grocery shopped. Um, you can learn more about the nutrition facts label on uh, the Food Drug Administration FDA website or USDA website to, to help you um, know how to um, read labels. Now, the other thing about labels is the ingredients label. The ingredients, um, the ingredients are um, below the nutrition facts. And um, the, what's important to know about the ingredient label is that this information, they're listed in descending order by weight. So uh, those that are in the largest amount are listed first, and it goes in descending order from there. Sorry about that. Um, so this, this information is particularly helpful for those of us with food sensitivities or food allergies, um, we need to avoid certain ingredients um, due to religious re uh, reasons, health reasons, uh, lifestyle choices. So uh, for example, this one, the first ingredient is grade A pasteurized milk, uh, skim milk. And then um, it has some fruit puree, it has cane sugar, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It goes down from there, uh, Streptococcus therm thermophilus, and it has all these um, wonderful probiotics that are added as well. Um, so the thing to remember about that is you can look at labels to find out, are, is it gluten-free? Is it uh, organic? Um, the low FODMAP could be on there, uh, but um, I, you don't see it very often, really. Uh, it's kind of a newer way to, uh, to know if your foods are low FODMAP. Um, but again, on the Casa de Sante, 
They are certified low FODMAP as well as many times organic. <clears throat> the next question is, are there any specific budget-friendly healthy foods or staples that you would recommend adding to your grocery list? Well, this one is, yes, definitely. Buy in bulk staples that are, are either canned or packaged dry foods, um, non-perishables like uh, canned meat, canned tuna, um, uh, beans. And I know a lot of people, low FODMAP, can't tolerate beans, but um, canned beans, uh, pasta sauces, uh, nut butters, rice, pasta, the dried items like that. You can get the best prices at Costco or Sam's, um, Smart and Final, or wherever the warehouse um, buy in bulk places are near you. So definitely stock up on those, buy in bulk. How can we make healthier choices when buying canned or frozen foods on a budget? Uh, that's a good question. And that one is mainly, when I think of that one, I think of um, canned fruits and canned vegetables. Uh, for canned fruits and, and vegetables, overall, there are some jar uh, in the glass, glass jars. There's, there, there are some high quality there, but you're going to pay for it. But overall, the canned fruits and vegetables, the nutritional quality is poor. The fiber's gone. The, um, the vitamin, the water-soluble vitamins are leached out into the, um, and diluted into the, the, the fluid that's in the can. For fruits, a lot of times, they're high in sugar. For vegetables, um, they're high in salt. You can get low sodium, but the color, texture, taste is altered. So in, in my mind, um, if, if I don't buy fresh, um, because I am working and, um, and then, you know, only have a certain amount of time. So I would go on this one, I would go with frozen and organic um, to, to get the highest uh, quality and the lowest price on uh, fruits and vegetables. So um, we didn't get to the organic versus conventional. Maybe that's another topic, a uh, whole topic that we could do sometime soon. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's um, Facebook Live on um, grocery shopping on a healthy budget. And um, just basically as a summary, um, you can be empowered to grocery shop and buy healthier foods by planning out, making a strategy where you uh, look at the sales, you look at the recipes, you make a meal plan, um, you then you go to the store prepared and don't go hungry because you'll impulse buy. Uh, visit the Casa de Sante website for the grocery list that we have, our low FODMAP grocery list that is categorized into the different food groups for you. Um, there are some Casa de Sante uh, products on there that have the low FODMAP friendly and USDA organic um, as well. So you know you're getting healthy low FODMAP foods for the seasonings and the protein powders. Um, there's a salad dressing um, and, and things like that. Um, there's a grocery list, like I said. Um, there are recipes that are in um, broken into categories for you, vegan. Uh, there are meal plans as well that are in uh, different eating styles for you, whether you're vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, on the AIP diet, low histamine diet, um, and they're all low FODMAP as well with um, a dietitian and a GI clinician uh, paying attention to the low FODMAP foods as well as the overall nutrition value. 
So thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you um, on a weekly basis. We'll have different topics. Uh, you can let me know what topic you want, and we'll concentrate on that. So thank you again, and um, I hope you enjoyed today's topic of navigating the grocery store for healthy choices on a budget. Have a good day.